Never be the one who says, I have no idea. Unlock the full picture and get unlimited access to unique data and respected business journalism that advances your understanding and business. Subscribe today at housingwire.com slash membership. Welcome, everyone. My guest today is Melissa Wright, Chief Sales and Marketing Officer at American Pacific Mortgage, to talk about creating a personal brand and what we can do to get out of our own way. First, here's a word from our sponsor. This is Sarah Wheeler, Editor-in-Chief at HousingWire, with Melinda Wilner, Chief Operating Officer at UWM. Melinda, what resources does UWM have available for people who are looking to join the Wholesale Channel? We have a lot of great resources that are available. In fact, we have a a large size team solely dedicated to getting mortgage brokers into the industry. So whether it's starting your own brokerage, joining an existing brokerage, converting from a retail loan officer over to a wholesale loan officer, we have a whole host of things available. Um, There's We have teams that are dedicated to support even afterwards that will help with things like compliance and licensing, all that fun stuff, as well as marketing strategies and helping brokers with training. So we are really, really really well-versed on uh, getting people into the wholesale channel and a great place to start. And we have a great website, beingmortgagebroker.com with a lot of information on how to get started. So many options. Thanks, Melinda. And listeners, find out more, as she said, at beamortgagebroker.com. Melissa, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Sarah. I'm happy to be here. So happy to have you on. So we are recording this at Housing Bar Annual. In Austin, you just got off the stage uh, doing a presentation for the Marketing Leaders Summit part of our event, which was really great. And that's why I wanted to talk to you because you had um, some great insights there. And I think right now, marketing is more important than ever. Well, thank you. It was super fun. I'm glad that I was there and just talking about experiences that matter. I think that's kind of where you can lean in right now, what really matters and how to not be a commodity and put intentionality on experience. I think one of the things that stood out to me is that um, you you were saying, you know, people are so much more likely, I think it was like 74% of people are more likely to trust you and, and want to work with you if you have a personal brand. And I know that, you know, when it comes to like being an LO, a lot of people are just like, you know, they don't, they don't want to put in the time, they don't know how to do it. But talk a little bit about why it's so important to have a personal brand. Yeah, so the stats are that 74% of people are more likely to trust you when you have a brand. And people probably overthink what is a personal brand. They have to put a lot of time and effort and design into their own brand. And really, it's really simple. It's who you are, what do you want to be known for, and then showcase that. And just put intentionality around letting people know you. What's on your heart? What are you passionate about? What are the things that are important to you? What do you know in sharing those things? What do you think the right mix is between sharing things that, you know, like, okay, this is how I am at my job versus like, oh, here's my dog, or like, I have this this weird hobby or this unusual hobby or just something I like to do. Like, how do you decide what your personal brand, how much personal should be in your personal brand? You know, that's probably where people get kind of tripped up the most is they maybe overthink it. I would say if you do something that will help people know you, just pick one thing and showcase that. So I talk to loan officers a lot about this subject. Maybe for you, you always do like Friday or pizza nights. And maybe that is a 
a thing you do. Well, why not just share a little bit of that? And it can get a little bit into your heart and into your uh, personal time. What do you do? Maybe you're a coach of a team and maybe you just need to showcase a little bit of that. But then you can show more than just the kids playing the sport. You can show some of the lessons that you're teaching through that. Or maybe your dogs are all, you know, just kind of They've got your heartstrings, and so you can intermix that. You don't have to go all the way into your personal time. You can just pick one thing that is really important to you, and then you can start to bring that in. So then people feel like they know you in a professional setting, but then they always just know a little bit about you where it doesn't feel too um, like creeping into your personal time, but enough where they get to know you. And that's what it's all about. They, people just want to know you. What do you spend time on? What are you passionate about? Where, who are the people you're connecting with? And they feel like they know you and they'll trust you more if you're able to do that. You know, and if, if loan officers or anyone, I mean, this, this is true for me too, is like when I look at like who I follow and who I have a good feeling about, it's people who do this. It's like they, they have their, they're talking about what they do professionally, but then they do bring in this other thing. And it's just that little bit that makes me feel like, okay, I, they're not just a brand, you know, they're not just their, their brand name or their company. I know a little bit about them. I personally, if you have any animal content, that is my, probably my favorite. I love seeing people's animal stuff. Um, but also just their hobbies. Like it really is very personal to them. And when I think about it, like it, it doesn't have to be any particular thing. Like if you're thinking, well, I'm not interesting enough. Do you ever have people who loan officers like, well, why would anyone want to know about that? Well, you're just getting in your own way. Of course, uh, you know, a loan officer might think that like, oh, they wouldn't be interested in that. It isn't as much what that is. It's just what's important to you. Like you can't always just talk about mortgage. You can't always talk about housing. You can't always talk about the industry or being a leader. You also have to talk about your whole life and what else is important to you. I think about people I follow as well and things I'm interested in. I know Ashley over there at Milestones, she is an equestrian, and so she shows that. Well, I don't see too much other things, but I know that one thing. So, you know, you're a, a dog person like myself, and I, uh, I think sharing that and funny stories that go with that, those things like just matter just a little bit to, to let people in. So then they don't, you just don't want people to ever tune you out. You don't want people to be like, all you ever talk about is business or professional you want them to kind of naturally be interested in just you as a human being and making those connections. What do you think, um, one of the things you talked about and some of our other marketing leaders talked about today was being authentic and being who you really are. Um, what if you, you know, what if you come to social or you come to your personal brand and you feel like, uh, how do I know I'm being authentic? Like, how do you know that? Well, I kind of think the best way is video and don't let your videos be overproduced. Just do them yourself. That's a that's a natural way to to kind of be there. Don't don't overly script it. Don't be frozen by reading a teleprompter. Just show up a little bit. Um, if you record a video, you can always just pause, regroup, hit record again, whatever that is. But don't overproduce your stuff. Just show up with what what do you want to talk about, or what do you want to show, or where where are you kind of expanding uh, people's knowledge and being generous with what you know. I do think that's one great thing about like TikTok is now people are just socialized to like 
they don't want the overproduced thing. They don't want, you know, in fact, that feels inauthentic to them. They want to see you maybe like in your natural state, right? <laughs> and laugh at yourself. You know, I gave a stat in the room that is uh, 74% of video um, that's being consumed is short-term video. So when you think about what are you going to put out there, the long-form videos is not... Those those have a place, but it's really that short-form. Well, you think about short-form, there's not a lot of information there, but there's enough there, uh, something to be them create curiosity create a little bit of connection where they're interested in what you have to say next time. I think you did a really good job in your presentation about talking about connecting as a person. I think what you just said, like in that short video, um, I watch a lot of short videos. Um, one, one of the uh, people in the room asked about how much screen time you had. And I was like, I am not telling how much screen time. <laughs> I'm not looking that up. <laughs> um, but like, I, I love short videos. And one of the things is you do feel like you just, you connect with a person. Mm -hmm. And I think this is what we are all looking for. And it's interesting to me that the more we have technology, it's not that we want to connect with the technology. We want the technology to connect us to a person. Yes. So you can lean into technology of making those connections. And I am I'm really passionate about connections and connections might be a new connection. It might be building a stronger connection. It might be cementing those long-lasting relationships, but it's all through connections. So you have to be really intentional about how you do that. It, it, it won't just happen because your great personality shows up. You know, you, you kind of got to think through where are those opportunities to go in and just a little bit further that connection. And video can do that and uh, showcasing a little bit of who you are is part of that. If you were, if someone's starting out and they're like, oh, I haven't done this yet or I haven't done it consistently, like what from your perspective is the right number of to do like per day, per week, per, like what gets you in front of people? Because you think about how much we consume now. If you just did one every once in a while, I mean, you're just sort of buried under the pile of other, other videos, right? Yeah. So here's what I would say. Whatever you choose to do, just do that. So if you're once a week, you cannot miss a week. You have to do it every single week. And what will happen is the algorithms will start to learn your rhythm and serve up your content because they know every week you're going to have something. Maybe you're going to do uh, three times a week or maybe you're weekend content. Whatever you're doing, just do that all the time. So you never want to overcommit and, like, and then pull it back. So you don't want to be like, I'm going to do daily, and then you did daily for 30 days, and then you moved. So just pick it. I put a video out once a week. That's my thing. I'll post some other content during the week, but my videos are just once a week. That's what works for me, that I feel like I can commit to having a new, authentic, something original video every week. And when the time is right, I'm going to move that to twice a week, but you just kind of Pick something and do it consistently. That's what matters most. Uh, another tip might be stack up your content, pick a day and do some videos. You can even just record a lot of videos and then slice them into short form video if you want to do that. If that's easier, like once a month to just talk. And then there's like technology or people that can edit and do that for you. Just, just go in. Whatever works, just do it. So many people just overthink it and think it has to be overproduced, and it just doesn't. But consistency is probably the number one thing. This is so encouraging because I do think that, like I've heard before, like, oh, you have to do it every day. And it's like, 
I, I cannot do it every day. <laughs> I don't have the capacity right now to do that every day. And I think probably a lot of people feel that way. But to think like, okay, but if you did it once a week and you did it consistently, you are building something there. You are, that is a good foundation and you can always increase it, but you know, you don't have to feel like, okay, if I can't commit to every single day or three times a day, I mean, some of the people I follow, I'm like, they, this must be their full-time job. <laughs> I they, think that too. They do it all so But I'm much. like, oh gosh, every day you've got something on there. Good for you. Right. <laughs> but I'm like, how? How is this possible? So I think that's, that's really good. And also just like, um, when you tell people don't overthink it, what do you think that the main part of that is for them? When, when you see someone doing something and you're like, hey, don't overthink it, how are they getting in their own way? They just feel like the words matter more than just showing up as themselves. So they they're, they sometimes spin out and like, wait, did I say that correctly? Wait, maybe I should say it this way. Or is are people going to be okay with it? You just get in your own way. And the reality is they're short. You're going to have more videos. This is not your one and done. That's the thing. You, you can't get overly hung up on just one video. Next week, you'll have another one, and then it'll move through. But what will happen is the more and more you serve up video, um, you know, I find people will connect with my videos that I did a while ago just because um, the way that just the algorithms work and the people that are connecting with you. And so just just do it. I think it's so fun. And I love watching people on video. I love hearing their voice. I love seeing a little bit of their personality, the things that interest them, both personally and professionally. So, you know, I do a lot of interviews, right? Yeah. I do some that are just, you know, person to person. I'm, I'm uh, taping it or recording it on a computer. I do a lot of video interviews. And of course I do the podcast. And what I find is like, sometimes people just you can tell they're trying to read the script in their head and it totally, it's, it's not fun to watch. And so I'll be like, hey, just put that away and just talk to me. Yep. Like even if it's a, a sponsored video and they have something there, they're trying to get these points and I'm like, if you just talk to me like a person and like, like I'm your next door neighbor, it's going to come out so good. And it does because it's like that, that whole like uh, scripted thing, it just is so unnatural for most people. I find a lot of loan officers will ask, hey, do you have a script for that? Can you, can you provide a script? And we have changed from a marketing perspective into scripting them to giving them like uh, bullets that they should cover in their video because I don't want to give them the entire script that then they're just reading it. It doesn't even sound like them. So instead, let's say we um, roll out a new product. I'm just going to give them like some high-level bullets of what they should talk about in that video or videos and that's it I won't give them a full script because it's too frozen <laughs> that is so interesting do you find that people are using you know chat GPT one of the things that people are using it for is like hey give me 30 days worth of content for this different platform or whatever do you see people using that in a way that is it, it builds their brand or, or is it a little bit tricky maybe I think it's okay to start if you're just looking for some content Use it to serve that back. Try it a couple times to adjust. But I would always say, edit everything you get. So maybe maybe you wanted it to kind of just get your thoughts together on a certain subject. Take it, narrow it down, and then edit it to sound like something you would say. So I'm okay with it as like step one. But step two has to be go in and tweak some of the words, what is being said. But if you're going to do a video... You still wouldn't want to read that. You still would, would answer and talk in a video like you would a phone call. 
or you're sitting next to someone. If a client was in your office or you were talking to someone on the phone, you wouldn't pull out your script and read it. You wouldn't be frozen by, did I get the words right? You're just going to you're just going to show up being you and authentic and answering their questions or educating or lifting somebody. You're not overly scripted. And so if you can get out of your own way and not get so much like concerned about the scripting, think of it more just like a conversation. I like that. And, and it makes sense to me that it's step one, because I think the most intimidating thing is like, what do I talk about? So if, if AI can be like, here's a, here's a topic or here's like three points and you look at it and you go, okay, oh no, that gives me an idea. Now I'm going to say this. It's just, it's just getting something. It's getting over the writer's block or the mental block of like, I have to come up with something from nothing. Yeah. And here's the deal. There's so much video stuff out there and all you're looking for is to, to grab a little bit of attention and grab a little bit of like impact. So if you go too far or you overthink it or you have a big intro, then you're going to lose them because people are going to form an opinion about finishing that video in like one second. And so if you're, again, back to the script or you're overly produced, it'll be hard to grab that attention. So I'm always a believer in just start, just go. Don't like think you need this big like intro or... Uh, why you came up with the topic or why it's important. Just go with what are you solving for in that moment? Or what are you educating about in that moment? Or what's funny to you at that moment? This is Sarah Wheeler, Editor-in-Chief at Housing Wire with Melinda Wilner, Chief Operating Officer at UWM. Melinda, the wholesale channel has grown significantly over the past year. What does this mean for the industry? Yes, Sarah, it has grown significantly. What we're seeing is a lot of retail loan officers that are coming into wholesale knowing that it's just a better way and better value add for their borrowers too. So it's been a really great shift and I'd say the majority of what's there and it's been really great. You know, we've watched the wholesale channel based on the direct funded loans rise up to over 22% in Q2 from uh, data from IMF. So it's really great to see the wholesale channel is growing. It's fantastic to get more borrowers into the wholesale channel because it really, really is the best place to go to for a loan. So we're so excited to watch that pickup, to see that pickup, to continue to support mortgage brokers and borrowers. That wholesale really is the best way. Thanks, Melinda. And listeners, you can find out more at BeAMortgageBroker.com. I think that when you come down to it and if people do this, because this is how I feel like you end up trusting someone that you don't even know because of this kind of content, because you feel like you know them, because you feel you've made a connection with them on a human level. Isn't that amazing? That social media, we feel like these are all of our friends. Like if you think LinkedIn, we make a connection. And so we're connecting with people in a way that, Maybe we don't get the chance to interact. This conference is a beautiful way to have face-to-face. There's nothing better than that. But in between those times when you see people, you still want to feel like you have a friendship with them or you have like some commonality. Well, you do that through watching them on social. And uh, I think that's why it's called social. That's how we get our social connections. So just think about that. Like this is a way for you to reach more people than you ever could at one setting and you can just just talk about whatever's on your mind or in your heart or in the news whatever that is you know for loan officers 
yes, they want to talk about mortgage or how they've got solutions for homeowners. So why now is a good time to buy or uh, demystifying, you know, some of the rumors or things out there. All of that matters. But also you have to build trust with your audience. And so you can't only just talk about that. I'll follow like loan officer brands and I'm like, your, your page feels like a corporate page. Like you got to put a little bit more of you in that because people are just going to tune that right on out. So just, you can talk about how you're doing those things or how you're, you know, providing out value. I always believe sharing your expertise is really critical, but then you also have to be intentional about how they experience you. So you always comes first, how they experience you. And then how do they experience your expertise? And third, how do they experience a connection with you? It's so funny because 10 years ago, we would never have thought that like, you know, show up with your, you know, just like you just got out of bed and you're like just talking into your phone and it's like just you real, not even that scripted, that that's what people would want. I I would have been like, no, I mean, that's the opposite. Who wants to watch that? But now we're all like, that's the authentic thing we're looking for. Yeah. Consumers want that. You know, even like video calls today. So most I feel like almost nearly all my calls are like a video call. And if I'm ever on a call and people don't turn on their cameras, I'm like, wait, why is your camera not on? (laughs) Like, turn your cameras on. I don't care, like, where you're at or what you look like. Turn your camera on. Um, We just love that. We want to, like, see and connect. And, again, we're not looking for overproduced, overstyled, overready for the day. We just want to see you. So if, if you're in the last year or so, has it shifted from your perspective, like which platforms people should be on? Because this is one of the big things you have to decide is like, okay, I'm going to make this content. Say it's once a week. On, on what platform am I doing that? Do I have to do all of that? And, and if you're a loan officer today, do you feel like there's, there's a couple that stand out above the rest? Yeah. I mean, if you think about short form, then you have to be where short form is. I mean, I still think Instagram is probably the best platform for that. TikTok is okay too. A lot of people are leaning into that. I I think for consumers, Instagram is great, but it depends on if you're like if you're a loan officer, that's probably where you need to be. If you're trying to make other professional, like for me, I'm on LinkedIn. So that's where my uh, connections are going to be more so than Instagram. Though I do watch all, you know, all my connections on Instagram, but mostly when I want to show up and make professional connections, I'm going to be there. So maybe loan officers are there too. If some of your referral partners or the people you network are on there, you don't want to miss that. But they say consumers um, are Instagram. A lot of real estate agents still do a lot on Facebook. So if you can show up in some of those, I think that's really important. And you could just post the same content on everything. That's a good point. How do you, how would you tell a loan officer, like, measure this to see if you're being successful? Like, we, we just got out of a session that was like, what are the, you know, supposed metrics that are important versus like, what is actually important? Like, what should you be measuring if you're putting out content for a personal brand? There's not always this straight line to like, I did this and I got this customer. I think that is one of the challenges is you think if I do this, it should produce this result by this time. It's never going to be a one-for-one. Like being on social and educating and showing up on video is a long game. So that's why I was saying earlier, you want to pick consistency and just do that. And then when you can up your consistency, you can do that too. 
And so I always say, like, just, like, I mean, it's going to be a while. It may be six months. It may be a year before that really matters. And so you can't, you won't always get business out of it. But when I talk about how people experience you, they're forming opinions about you before they ever connect with you. So this is all in that attraction stage of the business. Uh, when they research, what do they see? What do they find? That will form opinions. So even though you won't be able to necessarily say, oh, this one loan came out of there, maybe that's why they ended up choosing. Maybe your real estate agent referred you to them, but then they watched some of your videos and then they gave you that call. So you might think that came from my real estate agent, but maybe what pushed them over the line is that they could find and get to know you a little bit. And so you will absolutely get business off of it, but it's not always a one-for-one. I think that's a great point. And I do think that that whole, like, someone referred you, and then the first thing they do is they go look you up. So it's validating, right? It's validating one way or another. It's validating, like, okay, this person, like, does a lot of business. And they're, again, we come back to why does someone trust you if you have a personal brand? Because you put yourself out there. It's a commitment that you made. Whatever it is, it's like if if my real estate agent said, oh, here's a lender you should go look, uh, you should work with, the first thing I'm going to do is go look them up. Yeah. Do, do you I absolutely like, yeah, are going to yeah. do that. So I always say, how are you seen and found? Search it out. Do you like how you're seen and found? Great. Just keep doing that. If you don't, change it. Because that is absolutely what's going to happen. They will absolutely search you out. And they're going to search you on Google. They're going to search you on YouTube. They're going to search you on social. They're going to search you on your website. What's surfacing? And is that surfacing what you what you want? Does that give them a chance to know you and trust you? And so I just always say, check yourself, check yourself, (laughs) see what's out there, do more or do less. Google yourself and just get ready for the results. (laughs) (laughs) It's a shock. And I also think like, if you're not doing that, then think about what that tells the person when they look you up and there's nothing there. Like if, if trust is built through a personal brand, if you don't have that personal brand, people are like, well, what's up with this? Like, it's almost like sketchy, even though you might be completely above board, it feels like you're not visible. Like what's going on there? Yeah, it's interesting. I I, uh, have spoken to a lot of top loan officers that at one point in time, they were so busy with their, just the referrals and the business coming in, they'd worked so hard on kind of building this funnel of business. But if people searched them out, it was like nothing. They really couldn't find them. And they're like, No one cares about your stats. Like they really do want to know you to be able to build trust. So I would, you know, tell loan officers, there will come a time that when they find nothing, it doesn't matter how hard you've worked at these referral partners or your client base sending in referrals. When they search you out, if they don't find anything, you're going to lose them. And so you've got to invest the time. And luckily with, um, I'm watching so many do it and do it really well. And, you know, finally have embraced this. You're right. I've got to start building my brand and getting out there. So I don't, you don't want to lose any opportunities. They're harder to surface up today. Businesses um, just, you know, it's not as uh, overflowing, let's say. And so you want to be able to capture any opportunity that comes to you. Well, don't let those slip away because you haven't, they can't find you. They can't find anything about you. 
I love that. Melissa, thank you so much for talking today. Yeah, you're welcome. had a great presentation. I can see how you help loan officers so much get to that next level and have their personal brand. So thank you for sharing that with us. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.